Hello and welcome to the latest Prescast. I'm Sandra Gidley, the President of the RPS, and it's my pleasure today to be talking to Robbie Turner, our Director of Pharmacy and Member Experience. And Robbie's department has been hard at work answering queries on behalf of pharmacists, and many of those queries are around PPE. So, hello, Robbie. Good afternoon. People might be listening to this in the evening, Robbie. So, uh, but we they are. May, the- they may well be. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. So, what is the current guidance with regard to PPE? Well, the guidance changed recently at the back end of last week. So, around the beginning of April, if you're listening to this recording a little bit later on. And it really helped to clarify some of the uh, thinking behind when pharmacists and their teams should be using PPE and that ranges from gloves, aprons up to masks for the majority of uh, pharmacists in the in the worlds that they're undertaking in hospital, uh, general practice and community pharmacy. So it really did give us a, a helpful clarity on, on when some aspects of PPE should be used uh, for pharmacists and their teams. Well, I work in community pharmacy, as you know, and I've seen slightly varied practice as I've been around doing the um, locum work that I do. So what are the recent changes to community pharmacy and how do you think that will impact community pharmacy? Well, I think before we go into the subject of uh, personal protective equipment, it's really important to understand the aspects that haven't changed around this. The biggest thing that pharmacy teams can do to protect themselves against COVID is maintaining social distance. So that's two metres between themselves and patients in the public and other staff, and also making sure they're regularly washing their hands and washing their hands for at least 20 seconds. So we really need to keep that in our mind because that's the the biggest thing that anybody can do do to protect themselves against COVID and pharmacy teams are no different. Most pharmacies I've worked in recently, there's a kind of um, pinch point where you Mm. can't socially distance yourself. You can distance yourself working in the dispensary, you can distance yourself working on the counters to a certain extent but the intermingling between the two if the pharmacist wants to talk um, to the patient if the um, the counter staff want to come in and check the prescriptions or the computer that's where people are very very close together yes that's true and that's certainly what we heard from the profession uh, over the last couple of weeks whenever we spoke about social distancing that it was often really hard in pharmacy to maintain social distance. But what I'm really pleased uh, to have seen is that pharmacists have taken the protection of the people that they serve, so their customers, patients who use the pharmacy, really seriously. And and I think we're seeing the vast majority of pharmacies now where they're not able to guarantee two metre distance to their patients operating a closed door system or a one in one out system and so that, that's really great to see you know a real focus on on keeping the people they serve as safe as possible but what we have heard is that as you say there sandra that um people working in pharmacy are finding it hard to uh, keep social distance from each other or indeed patients uh, when they're interacting with patients so if you can maintain two meter distance then that's fine you don't need any ppe If you can't maintain a two metre distance when you're working in the pharmacy, then our interpretation of the guidance clearly states that then you should be using a fluid resistant surgical mask 
for when you are unable to maintain two meter distance. And you can use those now. One of the, the big updates in, in the recent uh, uh, guidance was you can use those uh, for what's called sessional use. So at the beginning of your shift in a pharmacy, you don a mask and there's instructions on how to use these masks uh, on our COVID pages on the RPS website. And you can use that until you leave the environment that you're working in. So until you either finish your shift or you go on your lunch and leave the pharmacy, or you go on a break and you go for a, a hard earned drink, for example. And then that would be the end of the session and then you would dispose of your uh, uh, face mask uh, safely. Uh, and again, instructions on how to do that on the website. Uh, and then you would have your lunch or have a break. And then you would use a, a fresh mask for the rest of your shift. So you don't need to change your mask after every single person that you serve. And you can use a mask for a longer period of time than the guidance previously said. So the two takeaways are, if you can maintain two meter distance, you don't need any PPE. If you can't maintain two meter distance, then you can use across a sessional base, a fluid resistant surgical mask. And just to reinforce hand washing is far, far preferable to wearing gloves because people don't change gloves often enough and cross contaminate. That's right. Yeah. So gloves are really useful for single use when you're uh, when you're examining a patient, as you may well do in a hospital, um, then then you would use gloves and you would remove them at the end of that interaction with that individual patient and then wash your hands. Now, what we have seen is that gloves are giving people a bit of a false sense of security. They're probably not washing their hands as often if they're wearing gloves. So we would say that actually not wearing gloves and making sure that you're uh, maintaining good hand hygiene, washing your hands for 20 seconds is more preferable and the guidance reflects that as well. Okay, thanks. So what about pharmacists who work in GP surgeries? Yeah, so it really depends on the on on the roles that they're having in GP surgeries. I know there will be uh, many varied roles, and so there is some really clear guidance about people working in uh, a general practice setting that has been uh, launched at the same time, and you know I must say supported by all four of the nations. So this guidance is applicable in England, Scotland, Wales, and northern ireland and if you're working in a, in a general practice it is worth taking a look at this guidance because it is a little bit more complicated because it is dependent on on whether you are you know directly interacting with a patient in a consultation room who may well have covid as compared to perhaps some of the other roles that pharmacists in general practice may be um, undertaking Right, and we can't forget hospital pharmacy, obviously, and uh, pharmacists working in hospital settings could even be in critical care mm -hmm. or maybe slightly more remote, but uh, there are a lot of COVID uh, cases in hospital these days. So what's the advice for hospital pharmacists? That's right, and we're really pleased that in the most recent uh, advice for uh, healthcare practitioners in hospitals, pharmacists have been uh, recognised explicitly in there. But again, there will be a wide range of roles. Uh, you know, the same rules apply if you are able to maintain two meter distance from, from patients and your colleagues, then you probably won't need PPE. It'll be a, a risk-based approach to that. But if you are dealing with individual patients who have suspected or confirmed COVID, then please do follow the guidance either 
that was launched uh, last week at the beginning of April, or indeed your hospital occupational health guidance around exactly which PPE you should be using in which circumstances, because it will differ slightly uh, from from different clinical um, experiences that each pharmacist is having. We have heard in the media very recently that pharmacists are often struggling to access supplies of PPE. What advice would you give to pharmacists who have that problem? Well, you know, first of all, it's, we've heard this uh, and, and we hear the, the anxiety that, that many pharmacists and, and, and pharmacy team members are suffering because they're not able to access PPE when they know they should be using face masks because they can't maintain uh, the, the social distancing requirements. And it is something that we are working really hard at the Royal Pharmaceutical Society to make sure that all pharmacists and their team members, wherever they work, have access uh, to high quality, adequate access to high quality PPE. And that is, you know, uh, uh, the mainstay of that will be uh, fluid resistant surgical masks. It is certainly far from perfect at the moment. We know that many pharmacies across uh, England, Scotland, Wales were sent a small supply of, of uh, protective, uh, personal protective equipment, but that certainly isn't enough. At the moment, um, there is um, quite uh, conflicting advice from different levels of, of, of governments um, uh, and we will continue to work with the NHS, with uh, governments in England, Scotland, Wales to ensure that pharmacists on the front line and the teams that they work with have adequate um, supplies of PPE. But we're not there yet. Uh, we are certainly not there yet. Uh, today on the 7th of April when we're recording this, but I do hope uh, it changes very, very soon. Well, certainly I can confirm that this has been raised with Jay Churchill, the pharmacy minister, um, but every other profession is raising this as well. So we are in there. She does appreciate that we need it. Uh, very sympathetic. And um, I also know the government are having problems in sometimes tracking all of the um, PPE, um, but that's something they're working on really hard. So Fingers crossed the situation will change shortly, but um, in, in the meantime, I think uh, we're all doing the best uh, best we can. Why do you think this is such a hot topic, Robbie? I think most people recognise that pharmacists, frontline healthcare uh, professionals and have uh, teams who you know work really hard to uh, keep the people that they serve safe and, and themselves safe. And, and, and I think most people in their heart recognize the importance of that when we moved into this crisis i think the focus was and i think quite clearly on doctors and nurses and we know as 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 pharmacists at the royal pharmaceutical society that's not right uh, we've been working uh, with other pharmacy organizations and with the profession indeed to highlight uh, to news channels and as you say to ministers across governments and colleagues in Scotland and Wales have been doing the same to make sure this moves up people's agenda and I certainly think that we're starting to see uh, some uh, green shoots around the the issue of PPE particularly in community pharmacy and I think the guidance that was published last week is a really step a really good step in the right direction we just need to uh, see the actual adequate supplies of PPE follow the guidance in into community pharmacies. Yeah, I think it, it does seem very emotive to a lot of people. They're all a bit worried about their uh, health, their future health, protecting their health. And the 
sense I get is that people want to do everything they can to keep themselves and more importantly their staff um, safe and well so that they can continue to provide a service for the public so um, now that we've got clear advice hopefully that will be helpful but again thank you to everybody out there in a patient facing role for everything you're doing because um, we really need every hand on deck at the moment and it's really greatly appreciated and I think the pharmacy profession is showing itself in a really great light and a lot of the public are really impressed with um, the service provided and the fact that everybody is turning up soldiering on and doing the day job so thank you to all of you and thank you to Robbie as well for taking some time out from answering your questions to speak to me and clarify the situation on PPE.